Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to the March episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. Myself, Paul. We're recording this early. We are. We, we, we thought we'd get it in. There's, there's been a bit more news again and, and things like that. So we, we thought we'd uh, get on top of it. Plus as well, um, you know, I don't know what he's listening to right now, but it's more content for, for JLC to listen to. So... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I will, I, will, I will let him know as soon as this episode's out, just yeah. in case he doesn't subscribe. But I'm sure yeah. he'll appreciate more content to listen to. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but like you say, uh, there has been some news. I also, I'm going to kind of skip slightly ahead. Um, Inside Ears released a behind the scenes video. Yeah, which we, I think we're going to talk about. I made some notes on it as well. Right. So, I've, have I come prepared to this episode? No, but I've come a little bit prepared. Probably more yeah. than usual. So yeah. you know, there is that. Yeah. Um, but like you say, a lot of news. Yeah. I think I know where you'd like to start, but I'm gonna say to you, where do you want to start? I, I was actually gonna start in the village. Um we'll start with the fact that uh the village is no longer open again. Um the last episode we talked about the dates that they put in um for World of Disney to be open. Uh, those dates have now finished, and there's no sign of it reopening again. No. Um, which is a shame, and I think it's things aren't particularly great still in France, certainly compared to us now, um, with the opening of the parks due in, in just over a month. Um, it's still looking a bit iffy as to whether that's going to happen. So it's not a massive surprise that they have scaled back on opening the world of Disney at the moment. I, I don't. I've not really heard what's been going on in France. I've, I've, I'm aware that it's it's not going down as much oh. as they'd hoped, and obviously, I'm aware that the the vaccine rollout across Europe has been lackluster. Yeah. Um. I, I'm sure I read a stat today where I think the average across Europe right now like percentage-wise of, of people vaccinated is about 1%. Yeah. And we're up to 30. Yeah. It's not like us to lead anything, especially with who runs our country. So no. it is a small victory. Like, I'm, <laughs> we're not going to get political on here. I'm I'm very uh, over, <laughs> overspoken, if anything, on, on my views of um, how this country is run. But that is one thing I cannot... Uh, and would not fault them for um, in in how that's been done. But France is is definitely lagging, and cases do not seem to be going in the direction that I'd hoped. Yeah, I'm. I mean, they've obviously not put anything out yet because it's it's a bit early still. But there have been rumblings that they might be looking to reopen nearer June yeah. now rather than than April, and they will need to say something soon if that is going to be the case because. You know, people are you know planning trips. 
you know, people already yeah. booked in and people are, will be booking, you know, transport and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. So they need to, if it's not looking likely, they need to say something, I, I feel. Yeah. And what's the best thing? We put this episode out now. Yeah. And we find out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What usually happens, It's right? always the way, yeah. 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 And, and as you said, there was there was something where you thought I was going to go, and this is kind of a, a nod towards the fact that things aren't going to be up and running as they'd hoped. Um, Marvel Land won't be opening this year. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think you was going to go there. <laughs> I thought you was going somewhere uh, somewhere else. But um, yeah, uh, there was um, there was a statement. Uh, well, not was it was a statement. I don't know. But Press there was some, something, yeah, yeah, yeah um, where we've got some new dates. Yeah. These are interesting, and we'll go through them. So uh, the first one is Avengers Campus is going to be open in 2022. Yeah, interesting on two points. One is we know, you know, we we can see with construction how far along they are with it, yeah. and you would think it would, judging on where they are now it would be ready to open this year. Yeah. So it being pushed back means one or two things. Either they're stopping construction on it and they're moving resources somewhere else um, or because of just the current situation, they're holding off on on opening it because of, you know, crowds and, and being busy yeah. um, and stuff like that. And we've seen that in the American parts as well because, um, you know, Remy, was supposed to be opening up in, in Epcot last yeah. year. And we know that that is ready to go. Yeah. And we, there is still no opening date for that. And that's probably for the same reason. They don't want... Yeah, and in a similar vein, California's Avengers Campus is is ready to go. It's done. Yeah. It's it's sitting there ready. Um, And they, they just aren't going to open it. We know now California Adventure is obviously opening partially um but they there's no attractions available they're they're doing special events now and and that can land's we, just sitting there can we say it's opening partially when they are literally opening the doors to it and everything's closed except food stalls I mean, and to be to be fair california adventure's been open for a good three months now as it as it is just the shops and restaurants open I didn't realise that. I thought it was only um, downtown. No, no, they've had California wow. Adventure open as well. Um, they did close the restaurants again when California shut down eater, eateries um, yeah. a couple of months ago, but they're, they're all back open again. Um, and and now they've just kind of decided that they're going to make it a paid-for thing um, with the, the food festival. So, yeah, it's, and Avengers Campus is just sitting there completely shut off from everything yeah. it's not being used for for this event or or anything as far as people are aware at the moment well they're not going to want to have people going in there if it's not open they're yeah. you know they're going to do want to do the big uh you know press day and yeah. big launch event and you don't want people in there taking no. photos and stuff before it's open so i i understand that but i i get the funny feeling they might hold off until tom holland's available possibly yeah yeah, that's, that's, um, and they'll that's, be able to do a full, full press junket with him. Maybe even do the the press for, for Spider Man there, like they did with with Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story yeah. Four was all their press was done at 
Toy Story Land at Walt Disney yeah. World. So yeah. it would make sense to do it. Nice corporate uh, synergy. Um, yeah. But the the other thing with that, if that's being pushed back to 2022, do yeah. we think the knock-on effect there is that the um, Marvel, the Art of Marvel Hotel is also going to be delayed until next year? <laughs> they're still not taking bookings. That's what I mean. So I can't see that they're going to be open at any point this year. No. No. If they're not taking bookings now, they're they're not going to take them this year. No, I think you're. I think you're right. Um, and it's they probably don't need it to be open. They can probably take their time to get it right. Yeah, I know we've already lost um, the the massive hotel. Well, not so massive. It's probably got the least rooms out of all of them. Mm. Um, but the the Pinnacle Hotel is already off the list. Um, Sequoia Lodge isn't done, but they are taking bookings for that at the end of the year. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it takes another one off the market, but I think it's it's probably right to hold off. I, I don't think it's needed. Look, I, I'm, I fully believe that when Disneyland Paris does reopen, um, whether that is the beginning of April or later in the summer, when it does reopen, it's going to be limited capacity. Mm. They're not; it's not going to be fully open. So, therefore, they've got enough rooms. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, with the hotels they've got open, they've got enough yeah. rooms to yeah. cater for everybody. And bearing in mind as well that we know that not everyone that goes to the parks will be staying there yeah. either. So, I, I get it, and maybe and maybe that's you know another thing as well. It's it's you know, a cost-cutting measure, isn't it? If you don't yeah. need to have that hotel staffed yeah. um, until next year, that's a load of wages you're saving. Yeah. Really. Uh, uh, and I, I sent to you the other day something that I didn't know, that when Newport Bay was built, it was the biggest hotel in Europe. Well, yeah. Which is just ridiculous. It, it is. And um, I'm, I'm going to do... Um, I've got I've got to take some time off from real-life stuff soon. And I'm determined to give another pass over on that book that I've been writing for about four years, and uh, and I mean that was something that I, I I talked about in in there about the hotels was um, like the history of them when they uh, were building the parts and everything like that, and they really overthought the uh, you know the the amount of guests that were going to stay. Yeah, I mean the first, I think it was the first winter, it was open. I don't think it was the second winter. I think it was the first one. They closed down, like some of the hotels, yeah, because they just were not getting the bookings that they were expecting. Main and you know it doesn't help that you you built the largest hotel in Europe alongside other large hotels. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you, you know, that was the, the only you look, one. You look at Newport enough. Bay and you wouldn't even say it looks that big when you look I mean, at it from one side, but then you look at the the wings that it's got on it. It's, and it's very. <laughs> It's very misleading. Um, yeah. you're, you're right. When you look at it on ground level, it looks big, but it doesn't look that outrageous. But yeah, until you, you start it, walking along the corridors and well, yeah, it's, it's the TARDIS inside. But you know, if you but if you see an aerial shot of it, yeah, you know, you can see how far back it goes and how big it actually is. And it is yeah. ridiculous, uh, and it, it's and it's weird as well because when you walk into the building. It seems small, doesn't it? Yeah. Even that entrance to the building looks small. Yeah, the the lobby's <laughs> not particularly big. No. 
we the last time me and you went together, we sat in that in that lobby, and it really didn't look that big. Not not you know it didn't look it didn't look any any bigger really than like the Cheyenne. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, know? you walk into the Cheyenne, and it's cavernous mm. when you walk in that yeah. that, that reception area. Yeah, it's ah. it's very very misleading. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that you know, I, I think I think that is what we can expect. I think we'll, and again, probably why you can't book it now is yeah. for that reason because they're not planning on opening it this year. So, yeah. um, sorry guys that are waiting. I mean, I, I just. Yeah. I'm so desperate to see Avengers Campus now. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I was looking forward to it, but definitely the anticipation is is getting to me. I want to yeah. see it all done and nice. And I'm even looking yeah. forward to the Spider-Man ride, which I know will be awful. Yeah. I know it's going to be awful because if it's anything like that Ninjago ride, which is what it yeah. looks like, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Um, and I'm still going to go on it a load of times. But, the one plus uh, point you've got is at least Tom Holland, isn't it? Ah, uh, well. So, is is he though? Yeah, because he did the press for it, didn't he? No, ah, no. But what I mean is, yes, he is in it. Yeah. But are we going to see him? More importantly, are we going to hear him? <laughs> it it sounds like it because he he did say that he it's one of the funniest thing fun funnest things he's done as Spider Man. Yes, but he's done it for both Paris and California. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Just, you, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon we'll have, uh, it won't be bilingual. It no. will either be English or French. Yeah. It, it won't be a mix of the two. So yeah, yeah I, I, um, that, that's my only, uh, my only concern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited for it. I mean, the Iron Man ride is going to be great. So yeah. Which they have confirmed will be ready for, for opening next year. It's gonna have to be like, yeah. They can't have been doing. I'm intrigued to how far they've got already because we've not seen anything of it. No, they've only shown seen, us pictures of Spider-Man. Not even seen the outside of it. No. So that that is what's going to be interesting, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's you know it's it's a shame, but at least we know. Um. However, like based on that, the that they've now said Frozen will open somewhere between 2024 and 2025. Now, 2024, yeah. if I remember rightly, was the end of this project. Yeah, initially. I believe Star. I believe Star Wars was meant to have opened in 2025. Oh, okay. So it's okay. ending at exactly the time that Frozen. It was meant to end at exactly the same time that Frozen is yeah. is now opening. Yeah. So I mean, look forget the pandemic right if the pandemic had never happened i don't think we would be any different in time no. because that they are not the quickest of getting off the mark i mean no. disney disney in general globally aren't let's be honest no. like everything they take their time take and they get it right a sweet ass time well except yeah. the yeti um, oh, except for the yeti but yeah. that was that was des- as design flaw wasn't it it wasn't yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was always great to hear this, but you always expect there to be some kind of fly in the ointment, and and yeah, you know, and and it. things seem to have slowed down even before the pandemic hit. We were hearing less and less about the Star Wars land. This is this is what I mean. I mean, the weird thing is, the last time I did the tram tour, they were clearing the land. The land was clear, yeah, ready for for work, and I was filming it, and got told off. 
Well, I wasn't supposed to film on the tram, so I didn't realize. Don't know why. <laughs> like, everyone's seen it by now. But anyway, yeah. um, so that land is clear for Star Wars. Um, but Frozen was going to be the one that took the most time yeah. because they're building a big ass lake in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, so that was one I always expected to kind of be pushed back. But with this announcement, there was absolutely no mention of Star Wars at all. No. Nothing. And that is interesting. Yeah. We talked about it. Did we talk about it in the main group? Or did we just talk about it with us? I can't remember. I uh, know. We talked about it in the main group. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so the, like for me now, it, it, it's missed the boat. Yeah. If this is not going to be, you know, if we know Frozen is going to be open in, you know, 24, 25. Star Wars is going to be at least a year behind that, at least. And it feels a bit redundant to me to build the exact same thing they've got elsewhere with the same story, the same timeline, everything. Yeah. And especially now that the TV side of things seem to be setting up two kind of separate timelines. So you've got the Mandalorian timeline and the now Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Andor timeline. Yep. Um, there's plenty to flesh out. You doing a different land, and we're getting new films. Yeah, the thing is, by the time you know we get to 2026, we'd have had our first new Star Wars film. Yeah, I'm not sure which one's coming first. If it's the um, oh my god, what's his name? His name has just popped out of his head. <laughs> my head. Oh <laughs> god, what's the guy's name? The Thor guy. Oh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. God, how can you forget that name? <laughs> God, I love saying his name as well. I just, I just could not remember yeah. it. So, um, you know, he's got a film coming out. And there's another Star Wars film that's been announced as well. Yeah. Um, in fact, is it, was it two or three? There was three because you've got the Rogue Squadron. The, yeah. And um, there was another one which I think Jenkins. Yeah. And was there another one that didn't have a title? Well, none of them got. You know, yeah, the tackle was easy once, not got the title. No, but... there was another one as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, I'm sure there was. So, the, 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 the simple fact is is that we are getting new Star Wars content, which is going to have nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. Yeah, and Batu, for those that haven't been lucky enough to go, um, is set kind of between seven and uh, sorry, eight and nine. Yeah, in, in terms of that, so past the last Jedi before Rise of Skywalker. So that is the the timeline of that land, and that's what everything is based on. That's the characters you get there, and the story of the rise, and, and all of that. So I just don't see the point in replicating that now, no. when you can I'm not saying start from scratch, but you can now design a land based on upcoming projects, or even the Mandalorian. I mean, it's yeah been such a huge thing. Now this is it's expanding out into at least three, four, five different TV series spinoffs. Mm. Um, there, there's plenty of scope, yeah, for for something to do with Mandalorian. And as I said, then we've got the the new timeline with Obi Wan and Andor, yep, uh, set in the same time period. So, um, yeah, there's there's room for them to if they if they really are that set on making Disney Plus the be all and end all that they're they're making it at the moment. Go with that timeline. Go with one of your TV timelines. Yeah. 
I just think it, it makes much more sense. And uh, be interesting to know, actually, you don't hear about this stuff now, but you know, you think about when when cars came out, yeah, and you know the fact that the films didn't, you know, they they were popular but not that popular, but the merchandise really, yeah. you know, kept that going. I'm interested to see how that has impacted with the Mandalorian because Star Wars was not dying as a toy line, but it had definitely swiveled around to you collectors. Yeah. And the the main kind of core line was definitely on on the decline. I don't know if you heard this. I mean I'm I obviously still love toys and stuff like that. But there was no three and three quarter inch line for the rise of skywalker what's there not can you imagine That's... you've made you, you've made these toys for 40 years yeah. over 40 years and the last the very last film of the series and you go yeah we're not we're not going to do a toy line for that <laughs> absolute madness uh, make... I rem- that was the thing that really piqued my interest was when they released those toys for phantom menace oh and they came out and everybody wanted a mall. They couldn't find a Darth Maul for love nor money at that point. We um we talk about like um my friend Colin who's on the network on half and half scarves and uh this and that. Um I remember seeing him be- be- between the film coming out and the toys coming out. And he's told this story as well. But he went to I think it was Toys R Us. Um, when those when they launched the Phantom Menace, and he was just like, I bought one of everything, and then bought a couple of Darth Mauls because I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be an investment. Yeah, and I mean, you know, those toys are worth probably less than what we paid for back in '99. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were, they were so overproduced, but the, but the hype was real. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, seeing brand new Star Wars characters and a new Star Wars film. It was it was absolutely exciting. I tell you what I've I've still got. Go on. In its packet. Do you remember they released those um Jar Jar Binks heads that had the big long sticky tongue? <laughs> yeah, I've still got one in a packet. Oh dear. That's God. never been opened. And it was a special edition one because it glows in the dark. What the head or the tongue? <laughs> the head. Oh dear. <laughs> um and I've still got a load of stuff from that. Um I didn't I didn't buy much of the smaller toys, but I bought some of the large. I, I bought, um, th- I think they were supposed to be money banks. I don't know what they were. They actually were, but oh, I remember them. Yeah, the, the animated, the big animated figures that fought yeah. each other if you connected them. So I got the three of. I never bought the Jar Jar Binks one that danced, but I bought the Obi Wan, Anakin, and Darth Maul, and you could connect them all up together, and they they had a fight. Um, so I still got those, but I I didn't I didn't go too like, too in. But look, I mean, I I just can't you know. Kenner became the biggest toy company in the world because of those Star Wars action figures. To go all that time and then just go the last film, yeah, we're going to scrap it. I just could not believe it. They released figures for The Rise of Skywalker, but they were in slightly different scale, slightly different types of figures, mm. and uh, or, or like the Black Series, like the, the yeah, Lux I was ones say the Black Series are the the big thing now, aren't they? Yeah. So it's weird, but but. What I have seen, and I'm sure you'd have seen this as well, when, you know, wherever you go, if it sells any kind of toys, there are baby odors everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. I can't, you know, if I go into my local Asda, there's various different Grogu's yeah. you can buy. 
um, home bargains, B&M, Grogu's, Grogu's, you know, everywhere. Or Baby Yoda's, as most of them are still called on the packaging. Um, yeah. It's been a, a huge phenomenon. But they also sell as well. They're not left lingering on the shelves. No. So I'd be interested to see how that one character has boosted toy sales for them. Yeah. It must have done. Oh, it, surely it has. It's surely got to be something. They must be kicking themselves now that he's kind of been written out. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, f- he'll find a way back. Find it, a he'll turn one. up in another show, won't he? You just know he will. It's baby Jar Jar Binks for the next season. Yeah. Um, try, try and get us to like that guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if I was Disney right now, that would be the angle I'd be taking. Yeah. You know, forget, forget what they've done in, in America. It's, it's great. You know, we enjoyed ourselves there. We only did the one ride because the one ride was open. It was, you know, it was good. Yeah. It, it had rewritability, didn't it? Yeah. That was- that's the one one plus it point to it. Flaws. It had flaws, yeah. massive flaws, and, and that would need to be addressed. Um, but hopefully, they do really think about this. I, I'm hoping that that's that's why it's it's not being talked about right now because they're doing it. There's and we've no heard plenty of rumours that that is the reason. We heard rumours what 18 months ago that that was mm. that was the case. Was that they they'd originally had something else planned. Um, over in the states, that they weren't going to do duplicate lands, mm. uh, it got scrapped. Um, but when it came to to Paris, those those plans had been redeployed. Um, and I mean, so. the thing is, you know, just a few years ago, we know that there was, you know, plans for like a big push for you know getting Americans to visit Paris. Yeah. You know, that was going to be the next thing. That's the next park we want you to visit, guys. You know, don't go to Disneyland, come to Disneyland Paris. And, you know, it, it obviously hasn't really hit in the way it should have done. But one of the no. best and ways it, you and can it do did, that... It did kind of pick up, didn't it, with the running events? Well, yeah, it's, it's that, that started to get people interested, absolutely. Yeah. But the other way you attract people to go, other than the fact that you are near Paris, which is obviously yeah. a big setting point, is by having things that are unique and you know how many attractions have they got that are unique to Disneyland Paris a handful yeah I think and even some of those that are are slightly unique have still got their roots in attractions that are in the States yeah I mean obviously Phantom Manor is a different ride but it's not that different to Haunted Mansion, um, obviously Space Mountain is completely different. Big Thunder Mountain is is superior, but it's, it's still a, a minecart ride. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the shows that we've got, so Mickey the Magician, obviously, yeah. that's that's a big one they don't get um, in the States. But there's not, oh, and Crush's Coast, I suppose, is another one. But it, yeah. what I'm saying is there's, there's not a huge amount. No. There's not, you know, if I, if I was an American looking at going to Disneyland Paris and thinking, well, this, is, this isn't this is going to be cheap. This is yeah. going to be quite, you know, it's going to be a long flight. It's going to be quite an expensive holiday. What is bringing me to Disneyland Paris? You want good reasons to. Yeah. And, the uh, fact and in that, some ways, it's the same as us going, well, Hong Kong's pretty much the same as Disneyland Paris mm. and Walt Disney World. Why, why would we go to Hong Kong? Yeah, 
but then you look at place you look at Tokyo completely different and Shanghai is is still currently very different obviously it is starting to to change with Tron being built at Walt Disney World but they're very different parks whereas you look at Paris it's not too dissimilar to to Walt Disney World or or Disneyland no no exactly so I think putting in a unique Star Wars land that is is different to what yeah. you can see in America is is a massive massive setting point for yeah. a lot of people. And I, and I think Frozen will help that as well. I know they've got the Frozen ride, but it's not it's not overly themed around it, is it? It's part of a country, not a, a Frozen land. So I think I think building Arendelle will will be a bit of a draw as well. Yeah, um, I mean those films are not getting any any less uh, no and we know there's a third one on the way at some point well it's already been set up that there's a third one coming so that's not going to be that far away have you seen on on disney plus the um the short they released last week the the vr thing the myth i could not work out what was going on when i started watching it because like this is a (laughs) vr film and yeah. they started playing it. I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't a VR film, but it it was a VR. It was a VR yeah. demo or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought it was it was quite quite nice. Yeah. The, my family thought it was setting up for Frozen Three, and I was like, no, it's just explained the story of Frozen Two. Yeah. They wouldn't have it, and I I really felt I was right. I looked it up afterwards. I was definitely right. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Why am I the one that spots this? This is this is what the girls are supposed to figure out, not me. I've only seen yeah. Frozen two a few times. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Frozen, regardless of the third film, even though I'm I, I'm with you, I think it's going to happen. Um, it it will be a big draw. Yeah, and it will also it's, it's also not coming to either the American part. So I think you know the whole to an extent the whole extension would have been a draw because even yeah. Avengers Campus is going to be different to the yeah. California one. There's going to be one ride that's going to be shared. Yeah. But then everything else I think is... is and to be fair, East Coasters, it's just as easy for them to get to to Paris as it is to get to California. It's not much different in flight time. Um, so in probably that sense... Actually, no. In that sense, it's it will probably attract just as many people from from Florida and, and this side of of the US to, to Paris as it would to, to California, especially now with the, the lack of annual passes between the two parks. Um, I think that might make a difference as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, because that's not going to be changing anytime soon either, is it? No. The annual pass situation. So No. No, it's... Uh... It's it's fatted. So that that's that's the that's the official update, right? So yeah. we know Avengers Campus is next year, Frozen will be 2024, 2025, and hopefully we will get an announcement on Star Wars. They're gonna yeah. it, it, it seems silly to have started making all the all the changes. You know, the you know the the, the backlot tours is obviously yeah. being changed as, as part of this expansion. So it'd be silly for them not yeah. to continue with the expansion. But hey, it won't be the first time, but I'm no. I'm I'm confident if if Star Wars keeps going in the upward direction that it's starting to again now, um, it will it will happen. I'm hopeful uh, that we'll see something at D23 next year. They never mentioned Paris though. They did last time though, didn't they? And it's very rare. <laughs> Hopefully, you're right though. I mean, I I I always am 
Thinking 23 always surprises me with just how little they focus on Disneyland yeah. Paris. I know it's going to be the one they probably focus the least amount of time on, but yeah, you know, there have been years where literally I don't think they've even uttered its, its existence during the whole, the whole thing. So they, they did talk about this expansion last time around, but they did. It's not, there was a lot more that they wanted to talk about with Walt Disney World's 50th at the oh. time. I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure they spent more time talking about the new Cirque du Soleil show than they did Disneyland Paris. They certainly spent more time talking about the Moana water splash pad. Well, I think I would as well. Um, It's going to be a big draw, big draw. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned earlier, uh, when I I mentioned about Americans coming over to Disneyland Paris, about one of the main reasons why they come over. Yeah. I know this is particularly close to your heart. Yeah. Um, so we got to run weekend, uh, or lack of. Well, yeah. <laughs> in this case, uh, yeah. Sadly, once again, um, it's been cancelled. the The fifth fifth run weekend um, has been pushed back at least until twenty twenty two. They didn't confirm that. Um, they just said it wouldn't be going ahead this year. Um, in some ways, it, it's kind of nice that the fifth anniversary is going to coincide with the thirtieth. Yeah. Um, in some ways, um, we shall see whether it actually does go ahead. I'm sure it will. I'm sure we'll be in a much better place in 18 months' time. I I, I think we will. Um, I mean, are they still? I'm sure they did a run event in Disney World the other week, didn't they? No, it was a virtual one. <sighs> They're still only doing virtuals at the moment. Um, okay. Though some say, people, some people still went. Yeah. Um, and did their runs around the property. <laughs> Which I was, I was kind of like, why? You, What's more annoying to you, people doing that, or vloggers? Um, it's, it's people doing be... the doing the running because I agree with the vloggers that that's their job. It's not a job. They well, no, but for some people it is. It is. That's that's their their full time job. Um. So in that way, I can I can kind of understand the the what does annoy me is the mixing of households with yes. vloggers, um, yeah. but the running thing just it just seems weird when you yeah. when it's been cancelled. Why why would you still go? I, I go go to the parks. That's fine, but to do organised races or runs that you could do at home is. It's madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's madness. Um, I I may the problem I have, um, as you know, and you, and you and you feel a bit of this as well is you do end up or, or we end up recording so many podcasts. You do sometimes forget things that you've said. I'm pretty sure though that on this week's Disney Parts and Beyond, I did suggest that if you wanted to run around Disneyland Paris, all you'd have to do is go into a shop and steal something. Get chased by security. I'm sure I said that, but when you hear it, you'll you'll yeah. You'll know. I did mention it on there briefly, and so we'd talk about it more on here. Um, I mean, I think you're right. I think with what's going on and the state of things at the moment, I think it was inevitable. Yeah, you know, we are and still, especially with the other things being cancelled as well. Yeah, so Electroland's been cancelled, and Pride has been. Yeah, is, is it called Pride? Yes. It is called Pride, isn't it? Yeah. It does. I know what it's called over here, but I couldn't remember if it had a fancy name or anything. I called it Pride the other day. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's been cancelled for this year as well. Um, and again, that's not a surprise because think of the logistics of, of how those yeah. things are, are, are held. Um, of course, if we were in Australia, they'd be fine. Yeah, because they're doing that now because you know they've been sensible, but the rest of the world hasn't. So it, it seemed to be uh, inevitable that those events would be pushed back. I mean, they're still talking at the moment that there'll be no fireworks um, or parades at Christmas. Yeah. Now, I mean, that that obviously could change, but the likelihood is it won't do. They'll probably just hold everything back. So, you know, with that in mind, it was all, you know, inevitable that it was going to be cancelled. Um, and it's a shame. Of course it's a shame. But, yeah, I think it's for, for the yeah. best. And I think, as you say, another year, um, I think we'll be in a better place. It'll be the 30th, as you pointed out. So it's a nice tie in there as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's the right thing to do. It's it's obviously a shame for you. You'd planned your holiday yeah. around it, but yeah, and I'm I'm still gonna go as long as yeah. those parks are open, I'm still going. I've got a trip planned possibly in August as well, if they're open. Um, and then I have I've got the 30th anniversary box. Um, I will be there once more like I was for the 25th. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm planning ahead, and if things change, then they change. This is this is now the third time I've booked these trains in September. I'm still using the same voucher <laughs> um, from last September. Um, but yeah, if it if it mean if I can't go, I can't go. Um, I'm I'm certainly planning on on making the most out of my annual pass that's now been extended to Boxing Day this year. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to make the most of it while I can, and if I can. I still haven't got the um, the email. <laughs> you, still you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned this the other day, so you got an email to say you can yeah. check your annual pass, did you? It's the it had my date on it. It didn't even tell me I could check it. It actually told me. Um, let me see if I can find it. Disneyland Paris. Let me check. It's called, it's from the annual pass Disneyland Paris. Paul introducing the number one magic news in case you missed it. And then slightly at the bottom, it just says, um, where is it? It's the first, like the second bit in it. It says magic of the month. Your annual pass has been extended. Because we've ha- we've had to close the Disney parks, we've made sure your annual pass is now valid until the twenty sixth of December. Well, so. I do need to check mine. I also need to check my Universal ones. I need to get that sorted. Mine runs out this month, I think. My Universal one. Yeah, I need to. I need to speak to them about that. I've never even got to use it. Um. Yeah. Well, check check your emails, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you might have got an email. I definitely yeah. didn't, but I yeah. But and if not, there there is a a website that you can you can check. Yeah, um, which I'm sure we can put in the show notes. Mm, uh, I mean, if you send me the link, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, don't worry. Cool. Then I'll then I'll go and check mine. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, was there anything else? Sure, I'm sure there was something else. Sure, there was something else I was going to talk about. <laughs> News wise. Oh, right. 
So, uh, Scoop. I saw this from, um, was it DLP? Well, I saw it from Richie. Yeah. So it's probably probably from from those guys. Um, but Disneyland Harris made a purchase of some stuff. Some stuff. Hmm. They have bought some of the bar. I don't think all of them, but some of the barges from Fantasmic. Ah. That recently closed in Tokyo. Ah. Now, we don't think. Or, or, well, he said he doesn't think, but I don't think either. Not because he said it, because I've got my own brain, um, that it's going to be used for Phantasmic, but it's almost certainly going to be used on that lake yeah. in Frozen. Um, there was no talk of Phantasmic. And to be honest, look, Phantasmic's a great show. Yeah. It's also a very old show. Yeah. You know, it's as old as Disneyland Paris, pretty much, isn't it? I think yeah. it was 92 at first launched. So... We don't really want a 30-year-old show. No. Well, I say that. I remember the actual light parade was at Disneyland Paris in 92, and that was probably about the same age then. But, yeah, um, you know, you, do, you, you want something new. You don't yeah. want Fantasmic on that lake. So I'm hoping it'll be for something else, um, whether that's to do with Frozen or some other kind of show. But there's definitely plans to do some kind of water pageant on that lake. And I, I think that was always a given, wasn't it? I you build that, a lake like that, that's that's what you do. Well, we could have we could we could we could have had a Stargate put there. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. Or waiting for the gold to come through. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I that was interesting. I thought it was it, it obviously made a lot of sense um for that to happen. Um but uh yeah. We'll, we'll what we'll see get is happens. we'll just get what they do at Animal Kingdom. With the characters on a on a boat, oh, just floating crossed. up and down. <laughs> if only. Um, well, they're not using that now either, are they? They scrapped that. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll get some extra barges. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I think that was it for news. Yeah. That I had. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I, I think that was it. We we can move on to the the inside ears video. I think. Yes, yes. Well done. That is another thing I was trying to remember to talk about. Very good. Um, so yeah, inside ears release video, which yeah. now, what I don't understand with this, I saw it pop up a few times on Facebook, in groups. Start on. Yeah. So the video has been encouraged to be shared yeah but it's not on the official disneyland paris youtube channel no that's exactly what i because i i'd seen it pop up and i hadn't watched it i'd seen what what was in it um on on other articles but i hadn't watched it and i went to search for it on youtube earlier and was like it's not here i'm gonna have to watch yeah. it on my phone i did find it on youtube but it, it wasn't via disneyland paris it was it was by another source yeah. Um I think Mouse Steps was was the channel that I saw it. Yeah. On. I think Pixie Dust had got it as well, the Belgian channel. So it's been shared by all these people, but just stick yeah. it on your own channel, you nutjobs. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not in the the annual pass Facebook page either. This is so weird. <laughs> so so weird. Um 
So uh, it was called Inside Ears Behind the Magic. Yeah. Uh, episode one. It was behind the scenes. So I'm 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 going to start off with the criticism. Right. I thought it was absolutely terribly recorded. Yeah, it was. Some of the quality was awful. Like they zoomed in. Yeah. Like they've cropped pictures. It was it was really weird. I don't know what they filmed it with, but the quality wasn't great. Like no. it was worse than you know, my, my iPhone would have recorded better. Yeah. Well, actually, not my one. Mine's a couple of years old now. But if you had like a pro or something, it would have definitely recorded that better. Yeah. That was the first thing. The second was the audio. Yeah, it dropped all in and out all the time. Over the place. It it felt so amateur. Yeah. I mean, if you think back to whatever episode it was that we recorded when we was in Disneyland Paris and we was recording using those uh, those microphones that I got for, yeah. you know, the lapel mics that I had, like the quality on those was, was far better than what yeah. they were using. And I know, you know, you can buy a decent video mic for yeah. not that much money. And uh, the thing is, we are talking... This is Disneyland Paris's video. This isn't a fan video. No. And I've seen much better audio and visual quality on fan videos than I did here. Yeah. And I thought it was quite embarrassing that this was a... a and maybe, you know what, maybe that's why they put it on the official channel because it was yeah. so shoddy. But do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought this is so unprofessional for a corporate-produced video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought exactly the same. I, I was sat there and I was like... What is what is going on with this picture? Like, well, we'll talk about the content, but especially when they were in Tower of Terror, Terror, mm. the just how grainy the picture was. And yeah. I was like, no, you can do better than this. And I I wonder whether they promised everybody that something was coming, and then they've gone to look at it and gone. Well, Ugh. we'll send it out, but we're not going to make a point of <laughs> publishing it. We'll just oh, yeah. let everybody else take the flack for it. I mean, even like my wife was going to bed when I started watching. I, I'd watched some of it earlier and I was trying to finish the rest of it before we, we started recording. And, um, you know, I'd send her to bed. You know, it's podcast time. Go to bed. <laughs> and <laughs> She's not a dog. I don't treat her like a dog. I'm joking. But... Um, she was kind of like possing around while I'm watching the end of this video. And she's like, why does the sound keep going up and down? I went, I know. I said, it's, it's awful. And I, I watch, um, I watch some backstage wrestling stuff. Um, and, and they do the same kind of thing. They record it, you know, they got a, a camera on a, on a, you know, stick and, you know, it's a microphone attached and, you know, sound on that can be a bit choppy, but this was way worse. It was going up and down far more. And the, the last thing I want to complain about with the video is it was hard inscribed with um, with subtitles. Yeah. That's good because obviously it's all in French, so it meant that I could understand it. The problem is I couldn't understand the text because it was white yeah. on nothing. So there were points in the video because of what, you know it, it, how it, the shot was framed and, and everything like that, where the text just disappeared because it blended in with the background. You couldn't read, and she said to me, "She said, how are you reading that?" I said, "Well, because every now and again the camera angle will change, and I'll be able to see it before it's changed to the next bit." Yeah, you know it, it's it's awful. And on a video that I was watching it on, 
on YouTube, you could turn closed captioning on and they do like the auto generated stuff, but it would only do it in French. <laughs> so yeah. I couldn't. So there were bits of it that I, I I definitely missed because the text was just too hard to, I mean, it was really small as well text, um, but then it was white with no background. Yeah. It was just really, really shoddy. Um, just, just very disappointing. But look, that's enough of the moaning. Let's let's talk about uh, the content. So, so what did you learn? What did you learn from this video? Um, my well, I will say they said we're going to meet at the gazebo, and they didn't. I, I was waiting <laughs> to see this gazebo as well. I did love as well that the French for gazebo is gazebo. Yeah, I did like that. Um, I'm guessing it's possibly because there's not one there at the moment. Um, so they didn't show it. As we know, it has been uh, removed and, and a new one being put in. So I am I am wondering whether there just wasn't one there when they did it and they had to make out that's where they were going. No, I actually think they meant like a proper gazebo, not not the Main Street kind of like stand. I think they actually meant like a proper canvas style gazebo. That, that's what I'm imagining anyway. Um, my What I did enjoyed how much work has gone into um pinocchio i i think they've done a really good job with that um we talked about on the last show that it was it was getting a refurb um in the similar vein to how peter pan was was refurbed um it definitely does look brighter um well i made a i've made a few notes on that bit i mean look number one i still think and i said this <laughs> to my wife at the time burn it to the ground just, just just scrap the whole thing but they they were making it look very nice they that is true um i noted that they said that they have um replaced all the lights with led lights yeah and also and something that i never considered never never thought about is the fact that um you know actual black light ruins the paint yeah now i don't i don't really understand the concept of of black light i don't know how it works the differences so um it was never something that i'd even thought about no you know but it was interesting that they they kind of put the blame on the um the shoddy looks of it down to the nature of the ride being you know all yeah. in black light so you know that that was interesting and obviously that means that they're going to have to what well, not necessarily so much now because hopefully the the led lights will be less harsh but just that they need to to kind of keep maintaining that keep repainting it in order for the effects to look good yeah and it definitely i haven't been on it for a while um it's probably three or four years since i last went on it Mm. um and even then it did look like it was run down yeah um so it it was about time in fact the only thing that was that had been improved, hadn't it, at the point, was uh, the Blue Fairy had been updated um, at the end. Mm. Um, which, they seem to have done a good job on that, but yeah, the rest of the ride was tired. And, and you can see it in a lot of those rides. It's such, because of the nature of how those rides were made, they are based on attractions that are, what, heading towards 70 years old now. And and using the same technology from those those original Disneyland rides, mm. it, it must be difficult to keep them up. And as you as you say, um, 
some of them probably could do with just being completely gutted and and remade like like they are doing with with Snow White in in Disneyland that's getting a complete overhaul with with new animatronics using the the projection mapping instead well, and I was going to say like you would think now that you could probably just projection map yeah. inside a show building and that is is probably just as effective as as blacklight is yeah so i wonder if you know that is maybe something they'll do you know as as they replace things maybe they'll they'll do that maybe this will be the yeah. end of of blacklight rides because yeah. i don't really see no the benefit no, you can see it in, available. It's not. I don't really see it as a benefit anymore. Yeah, and you can see it in all of the attractions. You can see it in Mister Toad at Disneyland. That suffers with it. Um, obviously, Snow White will suffer with it. Even to some extent, Winnie the Pooh. At Walt Disney World uses black light still. Mm. Um, in similar vein to probably what was there when it was Mister Toad. To be honest, it's probably the same scene. Mm. Um, and that struggles with it. So yeah, it does. It seems like a strange one that at some point you got to accept that that's probably going to disappear. Yeah. So, but yeah, as you say, like it, you know, it was good to see the improvements. Yeah. Um, we also saw, well, so before before the, the the thing they first spent a bit of time on, I did notice when they were looking on Main Street. Yeah. And bearing in mind this was filmed what couple of weeks ago yeah um and we know that because of it being there was snow still in the parks um that the the shop still had their christmas displays yeah i that was exactly the first thing i said they said there's, there's no way they're ready to reopen they still got the christmas decorations up it's so weird i know the park's been closed but the staff are still there yeah and you would have thought just common sense would be you know in january Right, let's let's put the the spring displays in. Yeah, or, or the regular displays. I don't. I don't even. I, I don't recall them being like season specific, except for Christmas. Yeah, I don't think they change them all year round, do they? I'm sure they don't. I think they just have a standard one and a Christmas one. Yeah, it's very rare that I go this early in the year anyway. I was I was gonna say the the, the problem with me saying that is. I tend to only go once or twice a year and it's around the same kind of time. Yeah. If I do. So I probably wouldn't notice anything. Like I normally go at Christmas, like, you know, when Christmas season starts and yeah. I'll probably go Halloween-ish time as well. Yeah. So yeah, I probably, I'm probably not there for the right times, but, um, but regardless, it's March. Yeah. Um, change your window displays. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need. Um, so I thought that was, that was funny. Um, they also spent quite a lot of time, and this this I found some interesting bits here. Um, when they're in the market house deli, yeah, I found that really interesting as well because it's the things you don't think of. I mean, the one thing that we've talked about on, on various podcasts before about Disney is you know that, that what what kind of makes them stand out in comparison to any other theme park is the actual theming, you know, and the fact the the attention to detail is so specific and i don't think i ever paid that much attention going into market house deli i normally go in there i'm getting a drink i'm getting something quick to eat 
I mean, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not really looking up on the shelves and looking on at the ceiling and the stuff that they've got all around it. I'm not paying attention to those details, which is, you know, shame on me. Um, but the attention to detail is, is incredible. But what I thought was interesting was the fact that they they said that they um, they kind of document all the props. Yeah they've got in these places so that when they do when they need to do, do restorations and stuff like that, they've, they've got a frame of reference and for those um things that they don't have like documents like that for they're now making them yeah to to kind of survive uh, for the future and one of them one of the things they were looking at was a bag of flour wasn't it yeah which uh you know was an original kind of yeah. old bag of flour which is Know, on its last leg so they're gonna yeah, they've said it's been in there for probably 30 years and yeah. it's not been touched no so you know that is now being replaced with a replica that's going to be identical the logo is going to be scanned in it's going to be you know recreated and they're going to find you know a bag of a similar material and you know make it the same colors and yeah i thought that was that was interesting yeah. Both, yeah, both I definitely go, left, definitely going to take more notice the next time I, I go mm. in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what these behind-the-scenes things are, are, are pretty good for. But they were, yeah. they, they were doing everything. They'd replace the floor. They were sanding down doors and repainting the doors. Replacing you know. fake sausages. Yeah, of course, as you do. Um, we don't mean vegan sausages, by the way. When we no. say fake sausages, we mean artificial sausages that are not for human consumption. Um. But yeah, I, I thought all the attention to detail and stuff like that was was really good. And they, they were obviously, you know, really gone to town in in bringing this up to, yeah. to speed. And I thought it was interesting as well. They were talking about the the painting of they didn't they didn't say specifically Main Street, but the, the shops on Main Street and how yeah. um, how often they get repainted. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it, um, we do, we've I'm sure you've noticed it as well that like you can see it sometimes in the park where they're, they're having to paint during the day. Hmm. Um, especially around the castle in the, the last few years, um, very regularly, there'd be some painting around the back of the, the castle going on. But yeah, I certainly never seen them doing it along, along main street like that. Um, did, was it just me or did you know when they showed the, what they'd been painting where they said, Oh, we paint the top every five years. And the bottom every every few months. I'm sure that shop wasn't that colour before. It definitely looked brighter, didn't it? Yeah. And maybe just because it's been repainted. Yeah, maybe it is, but I'm sure it wasn't that think, dark. No, I didn't think it was either. But I'm sure it, it must have been. It's just our mind playing tricks on us. Yeah. Um, seeing it like that. And I thought the other thing when they were talking around that area as well was the fact that they're doing the storybook shop up at yeah. the moment. But if someone haven't done that in in thirty years, yeah, which I thought was odd because they're they're always kind of touching things up and yeah, you know, making improvements. I wonder um, if they're putting Duffy back. Oh, this show is going so well. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry it's old man Tigger. Old oh, man Tigger again is the seller. Yeah, um, it was. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to see. We could you couldn't really make out what they were doing up there because it was no. just scaffolding. Yeah. So they were talking about it, but you couldn't see anything. So no. but it'll be you know, I'm certainly gonna make sure I look up at it next time. Yeah. Uh I go. Um and then the last thing they they talked about 
or took us to was uh, the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Still on that illusion that it's not going to become Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, it's yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Got to. <laughs> I know, it doesn't make sense, but they don't, they seem to be giving it a proper good job again. We know they've just finished fixing it, haven't they? Yeah. Now, this is also the point of the uh, the point in the video when I believe they asked the stupidest question they could have possibly asked. Uh, do you want to make a guess of what that was? It, do, do you want to give us a snippet? <laughs> was that the, the bit when they asked him about how long he'd worked there for? Uh, no, actually. No, because I think that that's a reasonable question. Like, how long have you worked there for? That's, yeah. that, that's reasonable. No, the, the question I thought was the, the dumbest question they could have possibly asked was, um, we need to know, are the spider webs real or artificial? <laughs> no one has ever gone in there and thought, bloody hell. They've not done well, any cleaning in there yeah, for a while. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Or, yes, we let a, a load of spiders... Like live, live out here for uh, you know a while while we were making it and just hope they made webs where we wanted them to like what a load of guff it would have been all right if they'd have just asked what were they made of and and that was interesting so yeah. when he talked about that that was interesting you know yeah. so um to save you watching the video because i'll be honest i think we've talked that what the points we've pointed out probably the best bits of the video you don't need to yeah. see anything um is the fact that the spider webs were made with a combination of um, a glue gun yeah. and uh, and air, yeah, air being sprayed. So as they were kind of, um, I mean, I don't know what I was. I was sat there thinking they can't be using the glue guns that we have. No, those ones you get like a little like stick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're pushing it through. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they're, they're melting glue, and as that glue is is kind of being turned into a liquid, they're blowing it with air. And that combination is what causes the, the web effect. And I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, the other bit, just as they were talking about that, they did. So as they're asking the question about are they real, are they fake? They do a, they do like a kind of sweep of, um, I want to say like the, the reception counter, yeah. I think it was. And you could see like the webs all on there. But as they're doing the sweep, the light is catching it. And it's clearly not real. <laughs> Yeah. So even if you really were, I've always wondered if they're real or fake. That gave it away before they'd even given you the answer. But but hey, um, but I thought that was interesting, and also I thought the fact that they uh, the, the the lengths they go to, so they they actually you know report to WDI, yeah, about you know where everything is and how it is, and they said like they took sketches of the webs and and everything like that go into that amount of detail it's too much right yeah. that's that's too far and especially then to, once they put everything back that they had to go back to them and get approval yeah that's madness to say yeah that's in exactly the right spot it's like we, saying that this chair's got to be in that exact spot it can't go anywhere else look we just talked about how the attention to detail is fantastic and we yeah. it obviously is even here my point is that is too far. Yeah. That is too far. And I can guarantee you this as well, right? When they are, you know, emailing pictures over to WDI saying, um, like, you know, here's what we've done. 
with the tower in, in Paris, can you confirm this meets your standards? They're just hitting reply and saying, yep, they are not analysing those photos. They're not saying to them it's at the wrong angle. There is no, no possible way. I'm not buying it. Walt no. Disney Imagineering is fantastic, but I, I'm I'm not I'm not having it. And, and surely when it's first, it was first being built, they were all on property anyway. Yeah. Surely the, the Imagineers would have been there doing it. We know Tony Baxter was here, certainly when they were building it in the first place, and Eddie Soto and Tom Morris, they were all on property. So surely when you build a new attraction, you've got Imagineers there. So it's it's going to be right no matter what. And I know doing a refurb, yeah, things have to be moved, but they're not going to be moved very far, are they? And if a spider web's slightly wrong, I don't think they're going to be particularly worried about it. I can't see Baxter flipping a table over because a cobweb's in the wrong place. <laughs> no. And he's a stickler for detail, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I think it was too much. But um, you know, it was good to see, and it, it was interesting to hear what they had to say about it. And and similar to the one um, in in studios sorry in in hollywood studios um you know it was a combination of of uh reproduced uh you know artifacts as well as genuine articles yeah. and i was watching a video today funnily enough about the the hollywood studios one and some of the the antiques in there are actually priceless yeah literally priceless <laughs> like they can't you know get a value on them so um it's incredible i'm not sure if that's the same in paris but yeah certainly good um you know it was look i think it's good they're doing this yeah i think it's nice to um you know give us a behind the scenes look and everything like that i've always loved that kind of thing you know seeing how things are put together and how things are made and you know behind the scenes and stuff um so i think it's good that they're doing them i just wish they did it better yeah, and hopefully they'll improve. Yeah, they can't get any worse. No, but yeah, you know they they need to just buy some equipment. Yeah, just just buy a few bits of equipment. It's not going to cost much money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's good. It's out there. As we said, it's not particularly easy to find for some no. bizarre reason. But if you go of... through any of the like the the fan pages, yeah, absolutely. Ed ninety two have got it. I'm sure DLR report. I've got it. Yeah. Um, Anyone that's inside ideas and, and even yeah. those that haven't, I mean, I've seen it shared in groups that aren't inside ideas, but might have a member yeah. of inside ideas there that, you know, post it in that group. So it's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter and you can find it on YouTube if you want to do a bit of a search. But, yeah. And it's about 18 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not too, you know, it's, I'm watching stuff like this now when I'm having my lunch. Yeah. I think I, I think I said to you before, because you've you've been a big YouTube guy for quite yeah. a while, and I was like, I just I just can't watch content on YouTube. I just can't be bothered with it all. Yeah, and lockdown has has made <laughs> has driven you to it. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm watching um, Expedition Theme Park. Yeah, um, there's another one that's like Expedition Theme Park, but it's Australian. Yeah. They do very similar stuff. I'm watching videos about the history of rides and the history of theme parks. I never cared about. I'm just and, like, and attractions that are long gone that yeah. were rubbish like um what, superstar limo 
at California yep. Adventure. <laughs> uh, well, you see, you see, the thing is, I've watched a lot of stuff over the years about Superstar Limo because it fascinates me. I mean, it's so bad and so yeah. conceived. I don't know how it ever. No. I don't know how they ever greenlit it in the first place. And let to be alone fair, got made. The Monsters Inc. ride isn't much different. <laughs> well, no, because they just they just had to put something in that was a cheap overlay. Yeah. I do love the fact that some of the animatronics are obviously still exactly the same. Yeah. Just with, you know, yellow hazmat suits put over them. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I it's it's uh yeah. It, it's become my new thing. Over lunch now, that's it. Because I'm spending all day at my, my, my desk. Yeah. So, you know, I may as well just watch something on there rather than put something on the telly. So yeah. yeah. Although I do feel luxurious, I have also been known to put, you know, YouTube on the Apple TV and sit down downstairs and watch the big TV and watch this yeah. stuff as well. So, yeah, oh dear, what what has become my life? Um, do you want to wrap up or do you want to talk about the things you want to do when it when it reopens? I think we probably should get to it, shouldn't we? We've been promising it for what nearly six months now. Yeah, and we don't let our, our fans down. We've had so much uh, feedback on this. Yeah. We probably have. I just haven't seen it. Apologies. But um, we did talk about the things that we've never done, which we should do. And it's, yeah. I mean, I suppose a combination of the parts being closed for so long and, you know, losing things like the Wild West show. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I've already forgotten the name of. Buffalo Bills. That's Buffalo it. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So... Yeah, so so really, it, it's it's the think about the things we've never done, which we we should do because we never know, you know, when we might not have that opportunity again, yeah. like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Um, so, what's yours? So, well, my first one, um, it's this one's only a small one, and it's something that I keep trying to do, and it never happens because of when I get into the parks, and I want to do one of the main street vehicles. I've still never never been on one of them. That's a good one. Yeah. Every time I go, I'm going to do that when I get to the park, and then the timing's just not been right. Like I've not, I've got a later train, and they've stopped running by that point, or yeah. I've had a run, and by the time I get to the parks, they've stopped running again. Um, and it's it's just getting round to it, and I will eventually do it. I'm hopeful that I'll be able to do it in September with no races. I've got a direct train in on the Saturday on the Friday morning. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to do it on one of those mornings. Yeah, I um, I've done it. I think I've only done it once. Um, I may have done it. I may have done it more than once, but I definitely remember doing it once when I was younger. Um, and it's it's quite fun. Like it 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 obviously doesn't take very long. Like I I think you you probably queue up for it longer yeah. than what it actually takes to to, to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see that. Like if it's, look, we've done a lot over over all the trips that we've ever done. You know, it's one of those things that you always kind of like leave doing yeah, because you want to do more rides or you want to see a show or there's a parade or, you know, so it's one of those things that does get forgotten about. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. I think that's, that's a really good, a really good idea actually. Yeah. Never done anything with the horses. No. But I have done I want to say it was the green car. 
now I'm trying to remember if it was a green car. <laughs> but one of the old-fashioned cars anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've definitely done that. I've got a feeling I might have done the... I don't know what it is. Like the kind of thing that's a bit like a tram, a bit like a bus. Yeah. You've got uh, the... That's green, isn't it? Yeah, maybe I'm getting my things confused. Maybe it was yeah. that. And then, of course, you've got the police van. Yeah, I haven't done... I definitely haven't done the police van. No. Definitely so, haven't done that. So, yeah, there's a few options when it comes to, mm. to the Main Street vehicles. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think my first one um, would be to actually go to Toad Hall. Now, I mean, that's it not does. that's not up to me, right? Because that is down no. also to opening. Yeah. And it is one of those ones that does seem to be a bit more seasonal than others. But yeah. um, I've never had the urge to go in there because I'll be honest, the last thing I want to eat in Disneyland Paris is fish and chips. Yeah. Theme park fish and chips in general is bad. Yeah, it's not a it's not a great sight, is it? No. And when people tell me that the fish and chips in the Rose and Crown in Epcot is the best fish and chips in the world, and they're English, yeah, I mean that's just an insult. Or you've you've never had good fish and chips in your life. But the menu at Toad Hall never really inspired me. But researching it, it looks really beautiful inside looks really themed well you know i just thought it was just like a normal kind of counter service thing yeah and my biggest problem with the um chalet the marionette is it's not really themed inside not really well but this actually is like there's actually you know you actually go through rooms of toad hall yeah it's it is very very similar to the the attraction building at disneyland i wonder if i wonder if that I wonder if that was done on purpose. And what I mean by that is, I wonder if there were plans for that to be an attraction. I do, I have always wondered that whether that was the original plan, was that it was going to be the ride, yeah. and then they ran out of money and they went, "Well, let's just put a fish and chips fish shop and in chips. there." <laughs> um, but yes, I've never been in there, and I have been there times when it's been open, but I've just never had the urge. Yeah. But now I know more about it, I would like to go in there and just have a look around, and maybe yeah. get some chips. Definitely not getting fish. <laughs> um but yeah so yeah hopefully if it, if it's open that's what i will like to do yeah uh, I, for my second one sticking to a similar vein and i'm sure this will pop up in a lot of people's feelings is i would like to eat at waltz at some point um not the the menu as we've talked about has never really grabbed me um i think it's more for the experience having seen some of the what some of the inside is based on um, elsewhere from films and, and things like that. It's, I really do want to get in there and, and to see the parade from, from the upstairs dining room um, is another thing that, that really does warrant eating there. I think at some point, once it reopens, if it does, I think it will. I know it's had issues, but I think it will. Um, like you, I've never eaten in there, and for pretty similar reasons to you. When I, before I stopped eating meat, the menu never appealed to me. Yeah. Since changing my diet, it appeals to me even less. <laughs> and the only thing I can, the only kind of solace I can take is, well, I've got Salon Mickey for a little bit more time. Yeah. And that feels, 
from from what I've seen inside of Waltz, it feels like a very similar kind of area. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Salon yeah. Mickey to me feels like the lounge version of Waltz restaurant. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean it's it's still something that you you probably it's probably like a rite of passage really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So and to think all the times I've been over the years, I've never once tried to venture in there. So no. I mean I pray things hard. Yeah. I know that from people that have gone, you know. You might be able to get a table for parade time, but you might not get a window seat and yeah. and all this. So it, it's very potluck. But just to say you've eaten in there, I suppose, is is something special. So yeah, yeah I, I can I can see that. Um, my next one, I've never been to um, inventions. Ah, it's I love it. I have to be honest. I've been three times now. It, it really seems to divide people. It does seem to really divide people. Um, but I would like to do it. I, I'm not sure if I'd be brave enough to to do a Ripley. And that's as far as I'm willing to legally talk about that on this podcast. Um, that might be a little bit too far. Yeah, that was uh, that's in the room above, though. Oh, was it the room above? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, either way... Yeah. Yeah, still, still ballsy. I don't know if I'd have the uh, the skills to do that, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I mean, we almost did it. We contemplated it on the last trip we had, and had we not been able to do the the princess breakfast, yeah. that would probably have been the backup. Um, because Cafe Mickey is is fine, but I've done yeah. that a few times, and it is what it is. And this would be this would be something new, and you know the brunt the Sunday brunch is supposed to be really good. It like is brunches. Yeah, I did, so, I did that after I did that after race weekend. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. great fun, especially if you get a really good theme as well. Ours wasn't great. So this uh, is this is the thing. Like I know sometimes um, you know they've they've done like Alice in Wonderland. So yeah. you'd get all the characters from Alice in Wonderland, which you know, would be perfect for us. Yeah. Um, but you don't really they, they used to reveal it in advance. They don't do that anymore. No. Or they, they certainly cut back on doing that. So it is pretty much potluck. And as I said it, it's it's pricey. Like I want to say it's about 70, 80 euros, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So well especially the brunch, the brunch is um yeah. that and I think it might be a bit cheaper for the the other meals during the week. But um yeah, you know, again, it feels like something you should do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Yeah, de- I definitely recommend it. I I will do it again when I get the chance. Obviously, it's not going to be for a while now, um, with it being closed. Mm. But, um, yeah, and I'm I'm actually going to stick with that hotel. I just want to stay there. I want to do one night at the Disneyland Hotel. One night. One night. Um, I was always put off by those higher bracketed hotels. Um, I've been to the Grand Floridian. I don't have any inclination to stay at the Grand Floridian at all. Um, just because it doesn't feel like my sort of place, but I feel quite comfortable at the Disneyland. I have to be honest. Um, I feel like I can go and sit in there. 
when I want to. Um, just wander around and I don't feel out of place or looked down upon, unlike some of the, as I said, at Walt Disney World, some of the, the higher ranked hotels, there is that snootiness about it. It's so weird. I'm glad you said that because I remember the only time I've been to the Grand Floridian was to do the, is it 18... 18... 1800 Park Fair, or is it 1900? Yeah, Yeah, 1900 Park Fair, and uh, yeah, we did we did the character breakfast there when we was on on our honeymoon. Likewise, first time I'd ever been there. Yeah, well, I suppose it made more sense for you to do it. (laughs) Um, and um, and yeah, I I just did not like the vibe in there at all. Like I felt very kind of glared at. I mean, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been wearing a sarong. But um, I was wearing yeah. a vest, so it's all right. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was wearing now. I've got photos, so there, there, there will be some photographic evidence of what I was wearing that day. But I wasn't, I wasn't dressed up. I'm going to no. breakfast. I'm not going to be dressed up. Yeah. Um, but I also wasn't wearing like the worst clothes either. And yet, yeah, I just felt this air in there, and I just said to my wife after, said, like, "I don't think I could ever stay here." No, just didn't feel comfortable. And you're you're right. I think because of that, I thought the same of of the Disneyland Hotel. But I don't think it's I don't think it's like that. Um, obviously, you generally have a wealthier clientele because it's yeah. a more expensive hotel to stay in. But yeah, I, it didn't feel as as cold no. as uh, the Grand Grand Floridian did. So. No. And I've always been put off mainly because of the price. Like, yeah. I can never really justify the extra cost. And and people that I do know have stayed there, so like you know, the rooms aren't nothing to write write home about. But you know, it's it, it's still something that you probably should do. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Definitely. So that yeah, that's on the list once that reopens. We were always planning to do it once the refurb was done, and then of course it got pushed back. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there one day. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm trying to think what my last one would be. I think I'm kind of pushing towards staying in the same building uh, again and going for something there. I've I've never never been to California Grill, um, which might be quite interesting. I've never done. I've never had a drinking. Um, is it the Fantasia Lounge? Yeah. 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 Um, but I would like to think when this is all said and done, I'd be fairly tempted to do the sparkling experience. Yeah. It's expensive. I mean, yeah. I want to say it's about somewhere between 150 and 200 euros per person. Yeah. Something like that. I, I can't remember if, if there's a, a difference in price if you have wine or not i can't remember but I'm, I'm i know those i've seen those prices banded about but i know it's you know at least 200 top um but it just sounds like a really good experience and obviously yeah. they can tailor it for dietary requirements so you know they'd be able to do like vegetarian options or whatever yeah um but it just sounds like something really nice and just something that obviously a lot of people wouldn't know about or wouldn't get the chance to do um so you know it'd be a, it'd be a treat you'd probably only ever want to do it yeah. once but yeah you know, why not 
It's the closest, you know, I think the only experience kind of close to it really is um, going for a meal at um, the other California Grill. Yeah. You know, because you've got that private balcony where you can watch the fireworks. Here, yeah. you don't have the private balcony, but you do have the room that overlooks Main Street and they park the music in. So it's actually yeah. quite similar in that regard. Yeah. To get that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, if you like food, that's not a... Yeah bad way to spend some money yeah one thing that i i hadn't put on my list um very similar to that i want to do the afternoon tea at the disneyland hotel mm. that they started doing a couple of years ago that's that's on the list but it, it didn't make my my top ones for this no but it's definitely definitely on the list to do at some point yeah i can i can see why i bet that'd yeah. be quite interesting um yeah. i think for me just to stay somewhere else yeah you know, I'm a big, you know, big, big fan of staying off site. Um, but you know, I never went to, never stayed in New York. No, I haven't either. Never stayed at New Newport Bay. I would actually like to go back to um, Sequoia Lodge. Yeah, that was, um, that's been our favourite of the ones we've stayed yeah. at. I stayed. I mean, I, we we were in an accessible room. It was, um, you know, fairly basic. You know, it probably was a bit tired, like the decor's not like the best, but the actual hotel itself is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's got, you know, obviously got that wonderful bar yeah. as well to go to. Um, but yeah, I like the location of it and yeah, it just, just, just feels quite cozy. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly for the winter. Mm. Uh, so anywhere from kind of October time onwards to about this time, probably. Of the year, it's it's the perfect hotel for for the weather. Yeah. You you come out of the parks, out of the cold, and you walk into that into the bar, as you say, with the the roaring fires. It's it's just perfect. Yeah, for this time of the year, and it's not too bad walk wise either, because it's kind of you know, like literally in between, um, you know, your hotel New York and Newport Bay, yeah. and your Cheyenne and Santa Fe. Yeah, so probably about a ten minute walk to the parks ish. Yeah. Um, so it's not too bad. It's quite a nice walk. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's ours. Yeah. I think. Uh, I haven't got any more written down. Um, but yeah, you know, what are yours? What have we missed out on? Or what have you now realised you've never done? I thought, God, I need to do that. I mean, uh, one of Sinead's friends has never done Phantom Manor because she thought it was a roller coaster. <laughs> so you know, there could be other people listening to this and thinking, "Oh God, yeah. it's not a roller coaster." I might, I might do that now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. So uh, hit us on Twitter, discover DLP Pod, or it's the same on email, but at gmail.com Obviously, that's that's how email works. You have to put other bits there. Um, but yeah, reach out to us. Let us know. I'll even try and remember to check the email account. I don't check it as often as I should do. Apologies in advance. Um, but yeah, that's it. If you get to listen to this episode early, because it's been put out, we are doing a quiz on the 6th of March. Um, details are on various socials of our other podcasts and our Facebook groups. So um, if you want to join us, join in. Um, otherwise, we will see you in April for the... 29th anniversary 
well, I was going to say spectacular, but it's not really going to be spectacular, is it? Just, not with us, too, it won't be. Not with them either. <laughs> doing anything. Oh, no. Might barely be open, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, thank you very much, and we'll see you next month. Au revoir. of the After Dark Podcast Network.